0: You're listening to nothing important
1: Even Uh if you're not a Cubs fan, everybody wants to go to a Cubs game and experience the uh, friendly confines of Wrigley Field. It's our Roman Uh,
2: Coliseum. It's It's a rundown place that should probably be torn down by now, but tourists love it.
1: (laughs) Right. Please enjoy the show. this is the nothing important podcast insert witty tagline here my name is brian and with me as always is my favorite carnival ride dave dave how's it going this evening
2: does that make me the tilt-a-whirl the hometown uh the hail baler the i'm sorry the hay baler or does that make (laughs) me the octopus I like to think you're more like the bumper cars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dave and I also host It's Saul Goodman, the better, better call Saul podcast. That's available on iTunes, or you can even look it up at itssawgoodman.com. Dave, it's good to talk to you again. I haven't talked to you in like, it feels forever. It right? does feel I think like we forever. Kind of sl- yeah, it, it does feel like forever, but um, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that our listeners are checking us out, and we've had a bunch of great guests lately. Uh, a little bit later, we're going to be calling Ben Tudor from the American Bocce Company. Great guy. Uh, he runs a couple indoor bocce leagues here in Chicago, and uh, I just wanted to chat with him a bit just because he seems like a really solid dude, and he's got a really fun thing going on.
2: Yeah, that's um, that's awesome. I know that you enjoy it. You've talked about it on the show. You've mentioned it. Um it's much more of a city thing for you guys. It's kind of your guys' night out away from the ladies, I assume. And uh, mm-hmm, yeah. I don't have that access down here in the sticks. <laughs> you know, it's it's
1: funny they say, uh, you know, uh, uh, speaking of things going on in the city, this weekend's kind of like a really busy weekend of the city. We have uh, Pearl Jam oh. uh, at Wrigley Field. Oh, so I guess if anybody wants a free Pearl Jam concert, all you got to do is take a taxi, Uber, or train down to Wrigleyville, stand outside uh, Wrigley Field. Cause it'll be a party, too. I guarantee oh, yeah. there will be as big as a party outside Wrigley Field as there is inside Wrigley Field.
2: The the beauty uh, of Wrigley Field, as I'm surprised that people don't know, it's in a neighborhood. So everything that happens in the stadium happens outside the stadium as well.
1: Exactly. You know, uh, I used to work in hotels. I, I don't now because I'm unemployed, but uh, of my own. Of my own volition, though. Of my own volition. I quit. Uh, But uh, when I worked at hotels and people would often ask about things to do in downtown Chicago, of course, everybody wants to go to a Cubs game. Even Uh if you're not a Cubs fan, everybody wants to go to a Cubs game and experience the uh, friendly confines of
2: Wrigley Field. It's our Roman Coliseum. It's a rundown place that should probably be torn down by now, but tourists love it.
1: (laughs) Right. And I would always explain to people, like, don't drive like driving is an yeah. absolutely terrible idea
2: Yeah,
1: because you're going into a neighborhood and my hotel was out in the suburbs and folks would be like, Oh, well, when I, when I drive to the city, what exit do I take? And I'm like, well, any, any <laughs> exit to really get you into the city, but you don't, people don't understand is literally in the middle of a neighborhood. It It's not like in the middle of a neighborhood adjacent to an exit on the highway it's literally in the middle of a neighborhood
2: it's not u.s cellular field u.s cellular field you know you get off on 35th street right you know that's right off the highway it's in a neighborhood but right Mm -hmm. off the highway there has its own parking lots it's a much better fan experience to make to go to that stadium if you stay inside the stadium property Mm -hmm. it's the inverse of wrigley field
1: Right, I mean, even even Soldier Field, (laughs) Soldier Field is right downtown, which is where the Chicago Bears play. But even then, it's right off the highway with its own parking lot, and Wrigley Field has none of that.
2: No, they don't even have. They have free bike, free bike parking. So get close and bike in. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Or you could just get caught up in the throngs of people that are always walking. It, yeah. It's like up in that neighborhood. Everybody migrates towards Wrigley Field on games day. Yeah. Even if they're not going into the stadium just because of the atmosphere. I'm not a sports guy or a baseball guy, but uh, I will say the atmosphere is pretty intense when you're down there. Everybody's all, you know, you got the, yeah. the uh, T-shirt vendors. You got the uh, the Taco Bell with the giant 35-foot-tall Taco Bell <laughs> sign with the Cubs hanging off of it. Uh, you used you know, to have the of McDonald's, of a McDonald's,
2: but they tore down the McDonald's.
1: Yeah, to make room for another McDonald's. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I think it's like a hotel or some shit now. They're doing something. But, uh, anyway, uh, Chicago Chicago Air Show. Oh really?
2: Is this weekend? Yeah, that means Chicago it's our year anniversary show. from the podcast Gangbang. Because remember, we got the uh, the flyover. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. And if anybody wants to hear that, we had a couple porn stars on. Uh, Jocelyn Stone and Rebecca Love joined us for a. Uh, it, it was kind of like a game show with the uh, the guys that wrote First Base and Beyond.
2: Yes, it was fun times. It was a great experience, and we are hilarious. And just as we were getting started,
1: um, the Chicago Aaron Water Show. Had their opening ceremonies of sorts, and uh, right as we got started, and we made a joke about there being some sort of opening ceremony, uh, opening ceremonies. The jets flew right over our house, <laughs> and you can hear it very audibly on the podcast. So it was a perfect way to start that
2: fittingly appropriate uh, for a chat about a baseball metaphor book. Like it was all sports themed, you know. It's so appropriate. Yeah,
1: totally great. It was a uh, it was a great time though, I, and uh, we're going to have to touch base with uh, those guys and see see what they're up to. Uh, but most importantly. The really big news going on around here is uh, the yearly carnival that's right outside my goddamn house is starting this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mentioned it before. Every year there's a carnival in my neighborhood. Uh, they literally, it's literally outside my house. Like if I were to walk out my back door right now, I run right into uh, like a Ferris wheel. <laughs> it's
2: ridiculous. That explains the so, opening uh, introduction of me. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. That was that was the uh that was the inspiration. It, it's cool because my daughters totally think that we got somehow got a carnival to come to their house. They think, you know, my especially my oldest daughter Thinks it's it's all for her. But uh no, every year they do it and uh there's absolutely no parking. We have two TV shows filming in the neighborhood, three houses that are under construction, and a carnival. So I have absolutely no parking. I'm walking like a mile and a half to oh, park
2: every day. <laughs> and there's no spots by your house. It's all just a free for all for parking.
1: Yeah, well, especially my street, because my street is one of the few without the uh without the permit parking. Right, right. So it, it's everybody who doesn't have a permit. It's wants to park on street. our street. Yeah. Right. But our my street is only about three and a half blocks long without parking. So, <laughs> you know, and there's literally like, I think like a hundred thousand people that live in this neighborhood alone. So, so it's a hundred thousand people. 35,000,
2: uh, Brian. I looked it up.
1: Now we do try, uh, we do try to, uh, cheat a little bit where we do have a garage space right. and I'll go park my car out on the street. Then when my wife gets home, we'll park her car in that spot and then park my car In the garage, but the way that this carnival is set up, uh, I have to drive around carnival exhibits to get to (laughs) my garage because, because not only is there alleys up here, but there's also access alleys that go from the main streets and the, the, uh, carnival blocks all the inputs from the alleys. So, uh, they put up a sign that says the road is closed, but they can't technically block the access. So it's just kind of with a wink and a nod If you live here, you can drive around the barricades and then you kind of like snake back and forth through the closed rides and then up the access alley and into my garage. But the problem is that'll only work when people aren't at the carnival. So I guess it only works from the hours of uh, maybe 11 o'clock at night till six o'clock in the
2: morning. (laughs) (laughs) The beauty of living in the city, they have everything, but they have everything. Mm -hmm, Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: Right now, we're going to talk to Ben Tudor from the American Bocce Company about bocce ball, uh, indoor bocce ball specifically, Dave. You haven't been up here when we played bocce ball, but it's really interesting. What intrigues me is it's indoor bocce ball, and it's played on like that weird grassy AstroTurf, like what campers put underneath the awning on their trailers. Right, right. And they actually have a court that's devised the of uh, these inflatable tubes to keep the balls combined. And uh, Ben and his company... Uh, hold events all over Chicago. They run various leagues, and it's just a great time. And uh, we're going to chat with Ben right now, and then we'll be back after our talk with Ben Tudor from the American Bocce Company. All right, Dave, on the Somewhat Important Hotline, we have Ben Tudor from the American Bocce Company. Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, First off, it's Bocce, right? I always, I always mispronounce it as Baki, but it's Bachi, correct?
0: It is Bachi. To the best of my knowledge, I'm I'm not Italian. I'm just kind of uh, a messenger and a and a and a carrier of the sport. But yes, that's the pronunciation <laughs> I've always heard. <laughs> well, Ben, I'm glad that you're on our podcast.
1: I I often talk about um, how uh, how fun it is that we get out. Because I'm not on an actual team. You run several leagues around the city, and I'm not on an actual team. I'm just kind of like the married friend that gets called by the single friends when their other single friends have something better to do than hang out with their other friends.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's kind of the beauty of it. And, you and, uh, no, you're not there all the time, but when you are, uh, your presence is certainly soft. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it is. there is a nice mix of um, – you know, committed, it's teams of four. So a lot of teams will will have their core four and it's the same group of people showing up every week. Then we have uh, teams of five, six, eight people that, that'll show, um, you know, alternate weeks or just alternate games and everybody will show up. And uh, so that's really what it's all about. It is the, uh, people are there for bocce and, and you get your two games every night, but um, it is just as much a social experience uh, as it is. Um, a competitive one. So, some people come to play and and, and get down and dirty and, and fight it out uh, and find mm-hmm. themselves chatting it up with the competition. And some people just come to hang out and meet a nice boy or a nice girl, and then they end up getting getting uh, getting fiery as well. So it's fifty <laughs> fifty right down the line of uh, you know the social aspect, aspect uh, leaning on the com- competition and the competition leaning on the social.
1: Now Ben, one of the uh one of uh you have leagues, uh a, a couple leagues all over the city, and they're usually played in uh pretty uh pretty um well, I guess fun locations. Like there's one at the uh chop house that I usually hang out with. It's uh they have a big indoor room. And then there was a place downtown uh that we played on Wednesday nights where it was like in this little courtyard where uh you managed to fit two bocce ball uh courts in like a patio area. And even though everybody was hanging all over each other and like, uh, you know, stumbling all over each other, it was an absolute great time.
0: Yeah. um, So generally speaking, we have uh, four leagues running around Chicago uh, at any given time. And we do try to uh, diversify our offerings, uh, filtering that pretty much by neighborhood. So, yeah, we do have uh, our our core, um, our number one, generally speaking, is the Monday nights at Chop Shop that you play uh, in Wicker park. And then downtown is, uh, yeah. Clark street ale house. That is a tight squeeze, but, uh, people don't seem to mind. Everybody's a little bit on top of each other, but, uh, you know, going back to the social aspect of it, that's, it's all good. Um, and then we have one in Logan square at a Chicago to company. And, uh, we've got a rooftop league and another one in Wicker at a place called whiskey business. So, you know, obviously summertime want to get people outside. Um, the weather has been quite cooperative this year. Um, we haven't had one rainout, right so, uh, but yeah, we try to try to move it around, uh, make it accessible to people in different neighborhoods. Um, but basically, with our technology, we have these uh, inflatable bocce wall um, units. It's basically uh, just kind of think like a fire hose, uh, and we roll out some astroturf. So anywhere. Um, that can fit our 30 by eight courts, we're, we're happy to show up. So whether it's event spaces or patios or rooftops or, you know, we've done it all. So, uh, yeah, getting around and, and being mobile is, is a big aspect of our business.
1: Dave, one of the biggest aspects about you, ball, because you you haven't been able to come up and play with us or, or hang out with us because of the distance between us, but, um, true, it true. should be no surprise to you that, uh, I absolutely suck. <laughs> like once again, anything,
0: any, anything, honest, I don't know if I've ever seen you throw a ball. I I, I know always know you're around and like I said, you're, you're quite the personality so I could pick you out from across the room, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen you toss. So that's news to me.
1: <laughs> well, you, you have definitely never seen me toss really good, but I know for a fact that I played a few games because, uh, uh, every, every game. I seem to earn myself a couple hot shots, and uh, I, I think it'd be great if you explained to uh, Dave and uh, those out there listening exactly what a hot shot is.
0: Yeah, it would be my pleasure. Uh, a hot shot is just what it sounds like. It is, it is anywhere from, from lukewarm to hot uh, booze that is presented um, to a player after a, a subpar throw. So the, the origins are, um, you know, our, our community started um just by building a uh uh bocce park on a on an unused city lot and that's really where it all started but we just had a had a bottle of john bar gotch uh sitting on this wooden plank in between the two two courts uh summer day sitting in the sun uh quickly became undrinkable so we thought um <laughs> but after somebody somebody talked to bocce ball it ended up rolling down the alley and. Uh, We said, listen, man, you got no option. You got to take a hit of this. And, uh, (laughs) he did. And next week somebody brought another bottle of something. I think it was Bacardi 151 that time. And we set it out. And ever since then, uh, it is a, a key point to our league. Um, people love it. People hate it, but, uh, you know, that's kind of the idea. It really just kind of adds to the fun, the party atmosphere that we're going for. And, and yeah, I mean, we've had bottles and microwaves, and, and a chop shop. It's generally sitting <laughs> in a crock pot, so it's pretty messy. Uh, yeah, uh, I remember number one. The list. Um, we 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 have a a blog on our AmericanBottlingCompany dot com website, uh, and we did break down the worst hot shots of all time. And undisputed champion was uh, this salmon vodka that was used for Bloody Marys um, at Parsons in Logan Square, here in Chicago, and. That was set out in the sun. So salmon infused vodka was number one. Be happy you that but um, you know we have a good time with it.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I think my, I think the first one that I earned is uh, I missed every single ball on the court and hit the back wall, and therefore I had to earn.
0: I, That'll I'll get you. It, right? <laughs> hot shot yeah.
1: every time. I had to do a hot shot, and I believe it was warmed up apple pucker.
0: Ugh. Yeah, that we'll sounds about it. right. It's, I think you got off easy that night. Yeah,
1: I don't know, <laughs> man. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Ben uh thank you so much for coming on nothing important podcast uh i i suggest to anybody especially in the chicago area please seek ben and the american bocce company out it's a ton of fun it gets you out of the house and uh it's bocce ball man it's
2: it's it's a
1: really great time ben tell everybody uh how they can get a hold of you uh twitter uh website all that good stuff
0: Yep. Uh, once again, thanks for having me guys and, and uh, letting uh, me talk about the company. Um, yeah, it's American Bocce Co on all forms of social media. Um, American is the website. Um, and yeah, Chicago is, is the heart and soul and the origins, but, uh, we are expanding nationally and setting up satellite leagues, uh, around the, the country using our website and the league management system through it. Um, So we got leagues going in New York and Boston and Knoxville um, with Milwaukee, New Orleans, and Oxford, Mississippi coming right behind it and continuing to expand. So yeah, AmericanBodgerCompany.com for more information. Awesome. All right. Ben Tudor, ladies and
1: gentlemen of the American Bodger Company. Ben, thank you so much for coming on Nothing Important.
0: Later on, guys.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: You're listening to Nothing Important.
1: Ben from the American Bocce Company. And I just hope anybody out there, um, if you have any interest in what bocce ball is at all, to definitely give them a look.
2: I think it's hilarious because I don't know why I didn't mention this, but the bocce ball is a thing that my family used to do for going years and years and years back. We got a little bocce ball set and we would just throw the ball and chase it all around the yard and just play around in a circle till the team gets to 10 or whatever. Just making up <laughs> our own version of it, you know, but right. it's fun. A little backyard. It's easily game. accessible.
1: Yeah. Totally easily accessible. Please make sure that you check Ben and his company out. So, Dave, um, I have a Jeep Wrangler, and <laughs>
2: you know it's
0: it's
1: summertime, and so I always have the top off. Right? Fun,
2: fun. Or wait, I'm sorry. Yum, yum, yum.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It <laughs> helps me. It helps me creep on um, girls almost half my age. But <laughs> um, well, well. Uh, Another reason why I always have the top down is because my wife actually destroyed the top of my Jeep. Mm -hmm. She put it down without doing any of the zippers and forced it down, which broke all the zippers. And so (laughs) the next time we tried to put it up, all the zippers were restuck, and then it just, like, literally just, like, (laughs) blew up. (laughs) It was was, was weird. She ripped out all. Anyway, so... uh, So I'm cruising around town, and we're we're just driving, and the girls want water. Their big deal now is uh, they want to get, like, the little tiny cup of water from McDonald's just so they could be, like, big girls, you know, and, like, drink out of the cup and the straw. You know why why Mommy and Daddy drink a McDonald's tea, which is, like, the best thing on McDonald's menu is their unsweet tea. I know I think you like sweet tea, but fuck that. The unsweet tea is awesome.
2: But yourself, I like sweet tea. (laughs) So...
1: (laughs) So, uh, it's rained up here um, a lot lately. In yeah. fact, we had a rainstorm today. I don't know if it's rained down near where you are, but it's hey, rained up here.
2: Off and on, and uh, it's there's one that kind of just rolled about five miles south of us.
1: Okay. Um, and the city of Chicago's drainage system is absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but where it's fun is I'm still that guy that if there's a big puddle, I will hit it with my car. Yes. Right. And now I have the kids train to where to where it's like a big thing. I'll be like, I'm going to hit that puddle. And they're like, no, daddy, don't do it. <laughs> and then you hit the puddle and, and everybody laughs, right? Right, right. So driving in the Jeep, driving to go get a water, giant puddle. Like, hey, I'm going to hit the puddle. No, daddy, don't hit the puddle. And I hit the puddle super fast at like 40 miles per hour. I hit it dead on as opposed to the side. And all I see is this wave of muddy rock water Come up over the front of the jeep and over the windshield, past <laughs> my head, hits my two-year-old and my five-year-old daughter right in the face. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, they were so pissed. <laughs> <sighs> and, you know what's funny is in situations like that. So, like at first, I panic because like as I see like this giant wave of water coming over the windshield, I'm like, oh shit. But then as it like literally misses me. Like, I'm completely dry, and I just hear the girls scream. Um, I think, shit, that was street water. So that means there's probably rocks and glass and everything else. Yeah, right. So I immediately, like, pull over and hit the brakes, panic, probably caused an accident behind me. And all I'm doing is, like, looking at their, like, perfect little faces, making sure that they uh-huh. didn't where they weren't pelted by rocks. Right, right, But they weren't, and that makes me an awesome dad because it was super cool afterwards. <laughs> It's like their own little carnival ride It was, exactly Which apparently <laughs> is the theme of this show
2: <laughs> uh, Speaking of carnival rides I took one of your recommendations About a Suicide Squad based movie Yeah? Uh,
1: uh, what did you watch? I uh, watched, Assault on Arkham? Yeah, I
2: watched Batman Assault on Arkham I watched the first half What'd of What did you it. think? I turned it off halfway through And I haven't been back to finish it
1: Why? What exactly was wrong with it?
2: I, I, for some reason, I felt like nitpicking at this movie. So I can tell you. Okay. <laughs> tell you like the three things, maybe. I don't know. Two big ones. You're going okay. to hate this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't mind the fact that Harley Quinn bangs dead shot right away. Okay. Okay. That was, you know, whatever. So the first thing was when, when they start their assault on Arkham and they mm. use the distraction of throwing the silverware in the microwave. Yeah. So it throws a silver in the microwave, sets it for 20 seconds, and all of a sudden now it's a 20 second bomb. <laughs> so think about it this way. This is how over analytical I get. So it exploded when the machine stopped throwing power at right. you know. It just sparks, it just throws out sparks, people. It doesn't fucking blow up when the timer goes off. Okay, so that okay. I, I roll, one. right? Spoiler alert. <laughs> so what really got me It's been
1: out for two years. If you haven't seen it by now, go fuck yourself with the spoiler alert.
2: Right, 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 exactly. So, and oh, and I was gonna say this also. Um, anytime Dave or Brian talks about a movie, fuck spoiler alerts. We've seen it fast forward. If okay. you don't want to hear it. We we talk That's spoilers. Right. So Clever the Joker mask was fucking clever, I thought. That was a nice little nod. You know what I'm talking about? the joker mask when harley quinn's pulling the joker's personal effects out of the box and she pulls out the joker mask from the dark knight
1: oh no she's i didn't going, even cut yeah that. she's
2: going through the joker's shit and apparently he had the mask from the dark knight in his you know his oh, box awesome. okay. the asylum so awesome it was the, the way the joker escaped just fucking pissed me off dude okay <laughs> so for those of you that are curious Harley Quinn is going to be an inmate to infiltrate things from the inside. As she's being led in, she comes across the Joker whose who's cell has a glass pane, a bulletproof glass with holes in it. Harley Quinn grabs the security guard's gun and starts firing at the Joker. Mm. Then she sticks her gun through one of the holes and fires a bullet inside the cell that ricochets around for a while. Okay, fast forward. When the Joker decides to escape, he peels back the bullet hole of apparently... Uh, sheet metal line cell wall that's riveted <laughs> together yeah pulls it back grabs two random fucking wires that are broken touches them together <laughs> and the cell door opens and you know what you're probably you're 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 absolutely you're
1: you're correct uh that is one thing i noticed as well like i, I was uh because there's little things that um Make me wince at movies, and that was definitely one of them when I was watching. I was like, "Ah, come on!" Like, and, <laughs> like that was the best. Yeah, you're you, you're making a cartoon where there's literally infinite possibilities exactly. available to. There is like no technological
2: like. Uh, there's no limitations
1: as to what you can do. Yeah, no, no limitations of what that you was can the do. Best you could come up
2: with. <laughs> and 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 I this is when I also realized how much I love the Joker because I, I, my thought process was, process was you're animating. The greatest criminal mastermind of these elaborate fucking schemes. His brain is just (laughs) ridiculous, and he gets out by tying two random fucking wires together. That's when I was just kind of like, you know what? Lazy. Done. (laughs) (laughs) And that was it? That was pretty much it. I kind of faded out after that, and then it got late, and I was like, fuck it. I'll just rather go to bed. I'll, I'll finish it later, and I never did. I didn't like really the voices either, honestly. I thought Harley Quinn was okay.
1: Those were all the voices from the original animated series. I was wondering. It's funny that that you have complaints and you shut it off because, uh, from everything you, or from your opinions of the Assault on Arkham Suicide animated movie, uh, it still sounds. About a hundred times more positive than any review I've read for the Suicide Squad
2: movie exactly. that
1: just came out last week.
2: <laughs> it was honestly, I was really looking forward to Suicide Squad. It was my disappointment in B versus S, D of J. Mm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> or as honest movie trailers called it, like the greatest trailer ever, Batman versus Superman versus fans versus critics versus Zack Snyder versus the studio. <laughs> and uh yeah, like I was so looking forward to Suicide Squad and I started reading some reviews and I'm generally not that guy that listens to critics. But mm-hmm. when my friends with similar tastes start texting me like, dude, wait. Wait till, it, wait till you can watch it at home. Then I start listening to the critics and then, yeah, it's, it's very disappointing. I really cooled off on it. So I went to the animated movie, which only pissed me off and makes me want to watch the real live action one now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dave, at
1: least there's always Wonder Woman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and now, the fake outrage of the week. So, Brian, you just told me you didn't know. Ellen DeGeneres sent out a tweet mm-hmm. um, after the men's, I think it was after the men's 100 dash or whatever. Usain Bolt. Mm-hmm. She's writing. Yeah. She superimposed herself on the back of Usain Bolt. And the caption said, this okay. is how I'm running all of my errands from now on. And people okay. started calling her a racist.
1: Hold on. I knew that was gonna be it I like like at first my reaction was so what he's quick like what's the joke Yeah. and then I re- and then my like third thought was oh it's a black guy and she's white yes <laughs> so yeah fuck them
2: man yeah it's, that shit is getting so out of hand <laughs> just uh and, and it's, it's, it's to the like the people were tweeting like damn you Ellen Adrenos for calling Usain Bolt the fastest man in the world you know like <laughs> People here, who are, you know, at least realizing how stupid that is. Here's a pop quiz. You ready? Yes. People who are
1: actually offended by Ellen DeGeneres' Usain Bolt tweet. A, no one. B, all of the above.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's so ridiculous, man. I mean you can't even like make jokes like th- everybody knows Jamaica wins every sprint. Right.
1: A- at least for the past 16 years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's
2: you saying freaking Bolt, oh it's it's oh it's so stupid and just I don't know. I I that's the only thing that offends me is when people get offended about stuff they shouldn't be offended about, I guess. And I got to hear exactly. about it. And I got to waste my time reading some stupid article. <laughs> but my comment my comment was uh, I was only surprised by the tweet because Ellen DeGeneres actually did something funny
0: (laughs) (laughs) be sure to follow Nothing Important online at
1: nothingimportantpodcast.com find us on iTunes on Twitter at notimportantpc and you can also find us on Facebook Nothing Important is recorded with help from Third City Sound in Joliet, Illinois Thanks for being
0: awesome.